You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome back to America's Web Radio. And this is uh, a very very special show in that uh, we're going after veterans and everyone to get out and vote. We can't just give up, throw up our hands, and vote, let vote, the uh, communists take over our country. Uh, they're trying to do it the way they said they would do it, and that's uh, first they'll infiltrate and make this a socialist country, and from socialism we'll go to communism. And, uh, you know, as I told a friend of mine, I've got one thing going for me. I'm old, uh, so I don't think I'll be around so, when it finally happens. You're saying you can or, outrun it. Or when, the, uh, when Biden comes for guns, he'll have to pass on my house because I'll be dead. But anyway, uh, this has started many, many years ago, and Mark was talking about this a second ago, but this started years and years ago, and if there's a term I hate and will not have on my radio station or have anybody talk about it, and that's rewrite history. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, but when I was in school, no, I'm not sorry either, when I was in school, we learned history, and a hell of a lot more about history and civics than they're learning today, and that's all the plan. You don't teach them, they don't know what they're missing. And, you know, we learned that socialism was the next step before communism, and that was taught from almost from the time I was, well, I know it was taught in grade school uh, when I was in the fourth, fifth, sixth grade, on into the seventh and through high school. And even in college, to get a degree, you had to take one American history course. And uh, it was very detailed. And we live in the greatest country in the world, folks. And your vote is so vitally important. Please take the time to go vote and vote for those that will maintain our freedom maintain our military and maintain our police departments and that's kelly loffler and david pertuse so please go vote yes and uh mark did i step on your toes or anything <laughs> hey mark vote vote early and vote often no i mean uh, just vote no uh, mark okay you had a thought before we went to that break well what i was trying to get into is the fact that the they have basically taken the terms radical and progressive and changed the meaning and it goes back to the same purpose of what, what he was just talking about, is the progressive favors those that strive to be... By, by the way, Mark, I'm David. Conditions. <laughs> That's what it used to mean. Uh -huh. Okay? And it, it basically said, okay, you know what? They were the progressive wing of the Liberal Party. That's where they came from. And it, a lot of this stems out of the French Revolution and whatnot. But they favored this social reform. And, but always stopping short of socialism. We apparently have lost that break. Mm -hmm. And as a tie-in to this election, if you want to see a country out of control, put the Democrats in there. Go ahead. Yeah. See what happens. Just, just you're going to wonder. You're going to wonder that day, January fifth, what you were thinking at the time when the country went down the toilet. Mm -hmm. That flushing noise will be this country. Yeah. We will not function as Europe. But it's it's really interesting to find out. You know, I've I've researched this guy Warnock. And this guy Ossoff, hmm. which is pretty interesting. They made their money the old-fashioned way, <laughs> capitalism. <laughs> yeah, you know, 
capitalism. Mm -hmm. What's interesting is, did anybody know that Ebenezer Baptist Church is paying this guy $275,000 a year? And where do they get it? And guess what? He's made thousands and thousands of other dollars from universities for speeches. $12,000 at at Syracuse University, Mm -hmm. $10,000 at another speech, some, uh, what is it, New Grain Capital, $10,000 for a speech. Mm -hmm. He's getting up around Bill Clinton's kind of speech fees. Oh, yeah, well, Democrat elites. But it's interesting for him to talk about doing and, and helping the poor. Well, how much... Of that money has he given to the poor? I saw his car. It didn't look like a 66 Chevy. No, no, didn't look no, like no. a 12-year-old vehicle. No, Mark. Now, he is a Democrat elitist, don't you know? He's well, going to drive. Well, I missed that part. <laughs> He's yeah, going to drive. But, it, but it, had, it had one item that most cars don't have, automatic run over my <laughs> wife's foot. <laughs> well, of course it has a get-out-of-jail-free card mode. It's like anything else that the Democrazies want is it's good for you, not for me. Well, you know, Mark, you've stumbled on something here, and anyone can do their research on this. If you research out of all the politicians, Democrat, Republicans, that are sitting in office and in past who who were in office, and you look at who gave the most uh, to charities, it's the Republican. You will find the Republican representatives, the Republican senators, typically have given the most to charity. The Democrats love to spend your money not theirs well and that's the 200 million vic that came in from new york and california mm-hmm. for the uh democrazies loffler put her own 23 million up for her yeah. campaign right. yeah, by the way if you go as uh, we point out on her our uh, professor points out robert d'agostino an attorney as he points out on his show do facts matter if you go and look up the richest people in the house and the senate uh-huh. everybody would say oh well it's the republicans mm-hmm. no nope. wrong it's the democrats absolutely um, yeah. that's but here's, a great here's the other problem i'm having and it goes all the way up now through the biden administration beginning to form Although he's getting the band back together from Obama. <laughs> he's getting the rejects for the most back part. together. Retreads. You've got to look at it. Why is it okay? And maybe maybe I'm thinking wrong, or maybe my, my thinking is malfunctioning because I've been living in New York too long. But how is it okay to pick somebody for something based on their race or their creed, but to deny somebody something based on their race or their creed is not okay? <laughs> You either have to pick a winning team or a winning team. Mark, That's the point. Is it a losing team and a losing team or a winning team and a winning team? Well, Mark, you just stumbled on something that I wish everybody would stumble upon, and that is progressivism, liberalism, is constantly in combat with itself. It's constantly at, at odds with itself, and, and you just pointed it out. On the one hand, we're supposed to vote for somebody for the color of their skin. And then on the other hand, you can't do that or this or the other because of the color of your skin. You know, there's there's a black caucus. Is there a white caucus? (laughs) Is there an Asian caucus? Hell no, you can't. That's crazy talk, Mark. If if you know they everybody wants to be treated the same. And you know what's interesting is if you talk to the average guy on the street, none of this crap matters. We don't care whether you're black, white, green, purple, Hispanic, mm-hmm. whatever. Who cares? Are you competent? Are you a good guy? And are you doing the right thing? That's what we should judge people on. Yeah. Well, there's no doubt about it, Mark. And you know we have that wonderful document that says equal under the law. 
everyone, all, that old all men are equal under the law. And if we would just abide by that, then uh, Democrats would never get elected again. If there's well, a reason, at, at least the court said that during a pandemic, the Constitution isn't suspended. <laughs> uh, but given yeah, yeah. You, you elect two Democrats in Georgia, you might mm-hmm. be able to suspend the Constitution during a pandemic. Don't well, be surprised that that doesn't come up. They're doing it anyway. You know, I, mean, I had this discussion with my crazy liberal daughters the other day. <laughs> I am and so sorry. Here's the, the, the way the discussion went. They basically said, why would people do all this? Why would they drive ballots from New York to Pennsylvania? And why would Pennsylvania illegally change the laws and no judges would step in? Why? Because the plan was so brilliantly crazy and so brilliantly executed that no one would ever believe that it ever happened. Mm-hmm. And that was the magic of the Democratic plan, to steal the election. It was brilliant, because it was so widespread. You didn't need to do it every state, Mm -hmm. and that was the whole key. You picked your states for the battlegrounds. They knew which You knew the choice states to go after. Mm -hmm. There's not a doubt about that, Mark. And And, and the thing is, is I don't object to the court denying his case. Right. Because, listen, as an attorney, listen, the court sometimes gets it right, sometimes gets it wrong. That's mm-hmm. why they have all these appellate courts, right. court of appeals, and eventually the Supreme Court, if they tend to do their jobs every once in a while. Yeah, every now and then. But I do object to probably one of the most important issues of my lifetime, and probably my kids' lifetimes, as to them saying, out of the box, now, nah, I'm not going to hear this. Right. I don't want to hear the evidence. I don't want to see the evidence. Because of what? Now, Mark, you're just for the listeners out there. You're talking about the uh, Texas case, and I believe, and I and I am 100 percent in agreement, and I believe I see where you're coming from. The courts could have heard, and I believe Alito and Thomas spoke to or wrote to this. They could hear the case. They don't have to give merit to tech, the Texas case, but they could hear or standing. I should say, maybe, maybe they can give them standing, but not merit. Well, I, I still I disagree with their their concept of no standing because a state versus a state the only place they have to go is the, is Supreme, the Supreme Court, Court. absolutely they cannot go to a, a that's an original court. jurisdiction absolutely uh, and through original jurisdiction and and maybe mark just explain this a little bit but through original ju- jurisdiction a state that has a problem with a fellow state it it goes straight to the Supreme Court which is why i think the Supreme Court should have entertained the case now i personally do not want a precedent set of a state interfering with the inner affairs of another state, and I think the Founding Fathers would say the same. However, the, if there's evidence that one state's people was able to cheat, and that's affecting another, that's a, a, affecting the vote of free people, then there, there, there could be a case there, and maybe each state needs to bring a case to their own, but but Mark, maybe touch to that a little bit about original jurisdiction and and and, and well, why there's, it goes. There's jurisdictional courts, which is, in other words, you have in New York, especially, you have the Supreme Court, you have a district court, you have criminal courts, and then there's there's court of claims, which is claims against the states themselves in New York. But the bottom line here is that when you have a state versus state, first of all, the the federal Supreme Court will usually hear federal issues. Mm-hmm. Okay. What is a bigger federal issue than one state saying, hey, you've destroyed my vote mm-hmm. because the other state destroyed their vote by changing the laws illegally. Mm-hmm. They changed, literally changed the right, legislative... election law. 
the, without it, the legislature. It was the legislative's ability to change the law, mm-hmm. not appointed people, not right. voted you know or people judges. who are in charge. You can't mm-hmm. do that. The legislature makes the laws. Right. And they just basically decided that they were going to do this differently. And right. what's not reserved to the feds is reserved to the states, but they have to operate within the Constitution. Well, we're a, we are a republic form of government. Now, we're, we're, you, could, you could say we've got 50 little democracies that are under the guidance of the republican form of government, which is federalism. Um, so I, I, 100%, Mark, I mean, you're spot on because basically you've got one state saying our voters were disenfranchised because of the irregularities and the, the fact that you, your state, your state illegally changed election law. The only body, and this is in Article 2, I believe, of the Constitution, the only body that can set election law in a state is the legislative body. Correct. And therefore, to your point, Mark, if one state feels disenfranchised because another state allowed their law, a judge to come in and change the laws, that's that is a legitimate grievance, and that's the grievance that I think the Supreme Court should have heard. But at least, like you said, at least they should have given credence to let's see what the facts are. Mm-hmm. If you get to the point in the facts, and listen, there are cases when a judge listens to some of the facts and says, you know what, I don't find any merit here. Thank you very much for coming. Right. And send you home. And send you home. But I did object specifically to the fact that they didn't even want to hear the case. I understand the gravity. Well, you know what? I understand that. Mm-hmm. But it's like a firefighter going to a building that's burning and saying, yeah, you know what, this is too big for me, I'm not going to do this. Forget it, I'm going home. That's exactly right. It's a great example. The fireman is a fireman and chose that job to run into buildings and put out a fire. And a justice who accepts the appointment to be on the Supreme Court is accepting the duty to uphold the Constitution, to interpret the Constitution, and to sit there like apparently Roberts did and say... I don't want to hear about Gore versus Gore precedent, precedent because there weren't rioters back then. Mark, have we ever been in a position where a justice of the court, the Supreme Court, sat and, and basically said, I don't want to rule on this. I don't even want to hear it because there might be a person that goes and breaks a building or burns something down. And- well, here's, here's why – that is a really dangerous, and I use the word precedent, mm-hmm. because now you have politicized the ultimate judge of law mm-hmm. in this country. Right. And guess what? I, as an attorney, I'm going to look at this and I'm going to say, you know what? They're a bunch of weenies. I'm sorry. I don't care what they have to say anymore, because they're not being true to the cause. Right. The cause of appointing them for life was that they should have no outside political influence. They should not be feared for terminating their job because they decided one way or the other. Mm -hmm. And that's probably part of the reason that a lot of these, quote-unquote, conservative judges, when they get to the court, they're sheeps in, what is it, wolves in sheep's clothing. Right. Okay, Roberts especially. I mean, look at what he did in Obamacare to go back a little bit of his history. Mm -hmm. Okay, an argument that was never made to the Supreme Court was made by Roberts to uphold Obamacare. Roberts became the legislative branch inside the judicial branch because he changed Obamacare so he could rule it legal. And and that is activism and and it's it's 
that's the kind of stuff that just irks me to no end. But the founding fathers warned against it. You know, the founding fathers, when they set up the judicial branch, they, they were brilliant in the way they did it. But I don't think they ever dreamed that there would be, again, you have man that's just, that's just not, he's not perfect. But if you are a sitting judge, You've got to be able to leave your feelings, your emotions, everything by the wayside, and you have that document. That's the Constitution, and you're given a lifelong uh, appointment so that you can interpret the Constitution no matter what anyone says. The media can hate you. The people can hate you. The Democrats can hate you. The Republicans can hate you. doesn't matter. Your job is – none of them can fire you because your job is to interpret that Constitution. But, Mark, when I'm afraid we don't have it anymore. disappears in the Supreme Court – we're finished. Well, again, you're exactly right, Mark, because the Founding Fathers were brilliant. That We have two branches of, that are political and one branch that's supposed to not be political. And, and you have a non-political branch, supposedly, the judicial branch. That's the referee. That's why we are a successful government of the people, by the people, for the people. But when and we the referee lose, just joined the side. And exactly. So, so to put this in a metaphor that maybe some of our, our sports fans will understand Matt, uh, Mark if 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 you're on the you know you're a whatever team you're a Steelers team on one side and you're the Chiefs on the other I would say Giants Mark but you're Giants it's just pitiful yeah hey uh, we got the number one pick for next year for the yeah, that's right. team. that's right so but if you're looking at the field and you've got the Steelers and you've got the Chiefs and they're deadlocked and there's a minute left in the game and then the referees decides you know what I'm gonna step over and play for the Chiefs that is effectively what John Roberts is doing on the, in turning the judicial branch into. The judicial branch is saying, we're going to side with public opinion or, or what we think is public opinion. We don't want riots to go on, so we're going to side with the Democrats, and we're going to get rid of Orange Man Bad. To me, Mark, that I feel that is what what Roberts has done. Listen, it, it's no secret that Roberts never liked Trump. Oh, he was a never-Trumper. And, and the problem is, is that people look at what the news keeps telling them and that the the media is the democratic national convention every day it just continually and and what i don't understand is the republicans are smart people they're supposed to be smart people yet they didn't see this coming they didn't see that it's the same reason that the educational system went down the toilet it's the same reason that the media system is now in the pocket Mm. because they didn't see it coming because they were too idealistic and too complacent. They figured people would figure it out. Well, guess what? People didn't figure it out. And people relied on what used to be commentators like Britt Hume, you know, guys who used to have a traditional sense of journalism. You know, that, even, even Walter Conkright. Yeah, that, Walter Conkright must be turning over in his grave. <laughs> yeah. Going, yeah. what the heck happened here? Mm-hmm. The, the reality is, is that people from my generation especially relied on the news for the facts. Mm-hmm. We relied on the news to see what was going on in the world. Because, you know what, we were working for a living every day. We didn't have time to read the papers. So we turned on the 6 o'clock news. Yep. And, and, what, and what keeps now this... it's not a 6 o'clock news program. Oh, it's a gosh, 6 o'clock man. opinion program. It's all opinion now. Now, I will say Brett Baer may be the only news hour that exists from 6 to 7 on Fox News. But um, I, I, but I definitely see where you're coming from, Mark. And, and, you know, the reason why we've survived this form of government for so long is because the brilliance of 
the system, the, the brilliance of a Republican form of government and a free press. There's a reason the First Amendment is a free press. But if the anyone fi- has a question as to whether or not the press has done anything wrong, <laughs> just look at the way they cover Biden and look at the yeah. way they cover Trump. Well, the- Where are all the questions where there is clear and convincing evidence yep. of the Biden corruption? Mm-hmm. And it, listen, I'm not saying it went to Joe Biden. But I am saying that Hunter Biden has some questions to answer. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. And I can tell you, if my father took me on a trip on Air Force Two to China and then came back and said, I never talked to him about his business dealings in China, I'm pretty sure my mother would have slapped my father and said, are you kidding me? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Because we're not that stupid. Maybe the difference. It relates back to when Clinton was on the tarmac. And said we were discussing our grandchildren. I mean, how far stupid have we gone? We're not left or right anymore. We're we stupid. He didn't even have grandchildren at the time. <laughs> we, we, we hit the stupid button. You know, you ever see the movie Idiocracy? Oh, yes. We're headed that way. Yeah. You know, and the problem is, is that the radicals and the socialists and the progressive cannot, they, they cannot prosper in a meritocracy because they're pretty much falling by the wayside. They would rather somebody give them something than then go out and earn it. And you can't have a society like that to be as great as America if the meritocracy dies. Right. You, You come to a point where you say to yourself, it's not worth it. Why? Because they're gonna give it to me anyway. So if you're gonna give it to me, who cares? Mm. So I sit back in my mother's basement and I relax, play my video games, and let the government take care of me. Let them tell me how to think. Let them tell me what to do. You know, cradle to grave, is that what the phrase was under Obama? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and that might have even started under Clinton, but uh, cradle to grave. Let the government just let the government do Wound everything. Womb to tomb. Womb to tomb. That's it. You know, we, that we're talking a, globally, yeah, but it. the reality is, is that it really comes down to the Georgia elections right now, right mm-hmm. here. Well, that's that's what this show's all about, Mark. Is that uh, I decided last night that I had to do something, and the best I could do was with the radio station, and that is to urge people to go out and vote, particularly the areas that I'm very familiar with: veterans, mm-hmm. the oil industry, naturally, and first responders. They should all go out and vote. And if you don't think our freedoms are going to be taken away, don't go and vote, and you'll see. And and well, the other I'll, thing I'll is it'll you... be very shortly. It's not going to take years and years for this to happen. It's going to happen virtually yeah, it's, overnight. It's accelerating. I came across something that was very interesting. I don't know if you guys talked about it earlier. I didn't hear it. But the Georgia federal judge, Lazy, Lee, uh, Leslie, <laughs> I should say Lazy, <laughs> Lazy. Leslie Abrams Gardner. Oh, gosh. I, the sister of Stacey Abrams, our co-governor here in Georgia, by the way, Mark, because she has okay. yet oh, to... Oh, I didn't know she, that. I she, knew she was appointed by Obama, but she, oh, that I didn't know. Stacey Abrams has yet to concede the race from 2018. Okay, but you ready for this? Yeah. It, she basically told, she ruled that two counties appeared to have improperly relied upon unverified changes of address information to invalidate voter registration. So she basically came out, this particular judge, and decided that 
they do not want to clean up the voting people of the two counties, which is kind of interesting, is she said, leave the... <laughs> it, it makes me laugh when I see it. Leave the voter registrations, the invalid voter registrations. You can't touch them for the special election. Stop right now. Stop cleaning them up. So, so there, if you're a, just a Democrat sick of him voter out there, ask yourself, how can you support the party that actively wants to allow fraud or, or, or an avenue for fraud? If there's one party out there, as Mark just pointed out, that wants to leave uh, voting rolls that are outdated, they want to leave in place uh, dead people on the rolls, they want to leave in place people who have moved. They don't want to clean these voting rolls up. So if you just take this, take it on the surface and say, okay, let's look at the voting rolls. All right, we know that some people are on here that left the state. They shouldn't be on here. We know people have passed away. They shouldn't be on here. Let's clean it up. The Republican is going to say, all right, let's do it. The Democrat is going to say no, and they're going to stall, and they're going to fight. Ask yourself why. You've got to be smart enough and have enough common sense. Now, I know that today's education, government schools, they try not to teach common sense and they try not to teach critical thinking. But my golly, every one of us as an Americans have an internal spirit that yearns to get out. And some of that is common sense. And you got to look at it, Mark, and say, if one side wants to not clean up the voting rolls, why would they want to do that? Or not? Well, listen, What, like I said before in my diatribe is, they, their plan was so brilliant. First, destroy the country with lockdowns, mm-hmm. which apparently haven't worked too well because California's having a wildfire COVID sale. <laughs> so that being said, they destroy the voting system. So now they say, you know what? Let's give everybody a vote. We'll send it all home. Okay. So signature verifications? Nah. What do you need those for? We'll just send five ballots to every address and we'll just let them vote the way they want. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the rampant fraud. And, you know, they keep saying, there's no fraud here. There's no fraud. It reminds me of the CNN reporter, that cauliflower-headed guy, <laughs> who was standing in front of a burning building going, it's a peaceful protest. Oh, Mark, it was a burning city. It wasn't just one building. That city block was on fire, and that fool stood in front. It's it's just, <laughs> it, if you had to pick a moment in 2020, which really represented the entire this- year... That was the moment. This is how bold they are, or, or at least how stupid they think their viewer is. Mark, if he just had to turn around and put the camera on the other side, he probably would have been all right. But this fool stood in front of the burning city and said, hey, you know, these are peaceful protests, mostly because peaceful <laughs> protests. The reality, of, the reality of CNN is, that, you know, they had that Facts First T-shirt or, or sweatshirt yeah. for 60 bucks, whatever it was. Right. It should be... Are you going to believe what I tell you, or are you going to believe your lying eyes? Mm-hmm. But that wouldn't go well on a T-shirt. You'd need the back and the front. Right, you'd need the front. <laughs> but I just find it amazing that, that people will sit down and eat CNN for breakfast, lunch, and dinner <laughs> and not realize that this is unicorn television. Well, you know what, Mark? There is not enough Listerine on this planet to cure the halitosis of the excrement that people have been eating when they eat that stuff that's been shoveled by CNN and Democrats. And it's, but what, what amazes me is that not one person has ever said, you know what? And if, wait, here's the other thing is they make a bad mistake. You know, they never correct it. Mm-mm. You know, the, the great emergence of the Chris Cuomo from the basement 
but yet two weeks before he was yelled at by somebody for not wearing a mask <laughs> when he was outside riding his bicycle. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, oh, it man. just... The, but the people look at this and they say, oh, okay, he said he didn't come out. This is his emergence. Yay! Hmm. You know, and then something comes sure. out and they go, oh, it's ridiculous. Don't believe that. And you know, again, and I can tell you one of my pet peeves right now, my big pet peeve right now is people telling me to move on nothing to see here <laughs> after four years of them telling me the election was fraud uh-huh. these people mark the democrat party the media the democrat voters spent four years telling you and me that we had an illegitimate president no evidence mind you but we just had to believe it and we had to believe all the accusations especially if they were coming from women for four years mark they have tried to undo a duly elected president. They, the 2016 election, they have yet to accept. But you and I, here in 2020, you and I are supposed to just put our heads down, suck it up, sit down, put on your mask, and shut up and deal with it. Even though we actually have evidence. We're not trying to make up a story. We have evidence. But the Democrats look to us, Mark, sit down, shut up, put on your mask, yeah, and, 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 and here's agree. my other question. And, and, and well, Mark, I'm going to need you. I'm going to need you to hold that question. Yeah. Go for the break. Okay, Mark, we're actually going to have to. Um, yeah, we're probably we got to go to this break, Mark. I think we're going to have to probably let let you go right now because we're going gotcha. to get down to the last half hour. But Mark, thanks so much for calling John, in. It's been a pleasure, man. Happy and a healthy New Year, to everybody. Stay safe. Oh, thanks so much, and folks, you stay tuned. We'll we'll be right back. This is America's Web Radio. And want to remind everybody and I hope you make plans to join us on January 28th for Warriors for Hope. I'm thrilled to be a part of this virtual fundraiser for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and Warrior to Citizen. These organizations do so much to support veterans, first responders, and families who've been touched by pediatric cancer. I'd also like to thank David Moxley and his show, David's Pick, here on America's Web Radio, for supporting Warriors for Hope. And I know you'll want to join in and support this event as well on January 28th. So visit warriorsforhope.events. That's warriors and the number four, hope.events. You can make a gift and reserve your seat for this virtual benefit. Again, that's warriors and the number four, hope.events. Thanks for your support, and I'll see you at noon on January 28th. I'm your host, Dr. Hal. Every week, we come to you with the information that you need so that you will be prepared to advocate for your family and for yourselves when it comes to your health care. God forbid we get Ossoff and Warnock in the Senate, and the left gets what they want, which is a majority in Congress and the White House. First of all, health care will be more expensive. There initially will be a public option. The government will run it. They will be initially very inexpensive, and it will drive commercial payers out of the health care market. Then the choices will disappear. The only insurer out there will be the federal government, and that's when we get a single payer. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And this show is all about what I'm holding in my hands, and that's the American flag. And uh, if you'd like a 3x5 American flag, you can uh, go to our website and become a patriot, or we'll send you a uh, pocket-sized constitution so you can always be right and not angry. And... uh, (laughs) 
you know. Right, that's right. Uh, so uh, anyway, <laughs> or if you want to call in and talk to uh, Victor or myself, give us a call and uh, we'll send you a flag, a three by five flag, uh, assuming that you're legitimate. And I want to stress the fact that I decided that we should do this show because uh, this is not endorsed by either candidate, uh, Kelly Loeffler or David Perdue, but I felt like since I have the radio station and this is the only way I can support them is by telling one, telling the truth, and Mark helped do that, and Victor's mm-hmm. been doing a great job of pointing out what the Democrats, the competition to Kelly Loeffler and David Perdue is and how important it is to vote. We can't let two radical socialists take help take over the Senate. We have to have our rule of law and our checks and balances. And that's, that's, that's all we've got is mm-hmm. our checks and balances. And if we don't, we won't have a free country. And like I offered before, if you hate the United States, you let me know <laughs> and I'll choose the one person that I'll pay your way if you'll sign a contract that you'll never come back to whatever communist country you want to go to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I understand it's beautiful in the Yukon right now. This time of year? Yeah, somewhere, <laughs> somewhere where they got, you know, eight or ten I, feet of snow. You know, I, I hear that... Uh, that the the bread lines in Venezuela are just you know I mean yeah, you get to, to talk to you meet new neighbors yeah. you get to meet people and our Cuba is a, is a good yeah. place but that might might be too nice so I I think uh, probably a trip to Venezuela as long as you uh, plan on staying and then you get to learn a new language if you don't if right. you're not fluent in Spanish so mm-hmm. we will uh, we will. I literally will pay, a, give a ticket to it, someone that wants a one-way ticket, and you will be, you'll have to sign that you'll never and turn in your, turn passport, in your passport and never come back to the United States. And and I tell you what, you might be on radio every now and then reporting and how you like it. I, you know, that's a great idea, David. We'll we'll let we'll, we'll yes, we'll let them call in. Why not? We'll have yeah. updates. This will be a social experiment. Now I know there are a lot of hippies out there that love to do social experiments. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. We'll we'll experiment right up there. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, so if you would like a one-way ticket to hell, I mean to uh, some foreign country with uh, socialism or communism, mm-hmm. just let us know. And uh, heck, we'll even throw a, a American flag in your bag as you're leaving, so that you can, when you miss it, you can hug it and sleep with it. That's right. That's right. Yep. I think that's a fair deal. That is a great deal. And the fact that you'll, will allow them to call in and give us updates sure. on their, on their socialism. You know, they're, they're going to learn a new language. They're going to learn a new system of government. Uh, they're going to get to try out the utopia that they think is so socialism. Great. Yeah. yeah. They think it's, they think it's a wonderful thing. Well, we'll see how they feel about the bread lines. We'll see how they feel about when they can't get a new battery for their iPhone, <laughs> when they, <laughs> when they can't get a new charger when there's brakes. Or they can't get a new car. Or exactly. Or they can't even log on to the website of their choice because it's being blocked. Uh, they can't have high-speed Internet because it's being, uh, um, I'm going to forget the terminology, but it's being slowed down uh, by those governments. And they do that. We're not making this up, folks. 
you'll find that uh, you become less and less important every day, and the government in your life becomes more important. And when you know, oh, it's sort of like like yelling for the police that have been defunded. Well, when you want medical care, you'll yell for a doctor, and you'll find that there's no one there. And, uh, you know, it's like, why do so many Canadians you come know. to the United States? Well, if your doctor says you need a CAT scan, come back in six months, you might have your answer. <laughs> That's right. And, you know, you mentioned that. Uh, you look at the the prime minister of Canada. Where did he go for major surgery? Yeah. It, it wasn't Canadians wonderful socialized medicine. It was the United States, a private hospital. Um, and the same thing goes for most world leaders. When they run into a major health problem, they look to the United States. Well, like I said earlier, we are the greatest country in the world. We are the first responder country in the world to everything. To everything. And, um, you know, but I'm, I'm listen, I'd be ecstatic to send give somebody a one-way ticket to him to uh <laughs> and that even goes for biden and our aoc if oh, uh i would love to send a aoc somewhere. yeah if she would like to move uh, i'll pay her way uh, but she's probably already stolen enough enough well, money that she can afford it herself she's wearing ten fifteen thousand dollar dresses now <laughs> she's wearing thousand or more dollar shoes i mean this is a lady who um who has fit into the elitism that is our politics and our politicians, our Democrat at least elites. Who hates the rich. Who hate the rich, supposedly hate the rich. This is a girl who uh, was a bartender not too long ago. Nothing against bartenders. I was one myself. Uh, but when I was a bartender, I wasn't screaming for socialism. This girl is now an, a, a representative of New York who is now she's enjoying the riches of being a politician because you idiots in New York put her there and are allowing her to abuse taxpayer dollars. You're allowing her the avenues to use influence to get paid for it. So now she's a very wealthy uh, rep, so-called representative who is telling you that you must live with socialism. I mean, it's it's asinine that she'll take your money, folks. But remember what I said: socialism is not for the pe- uh, is is only for the people, not for the socialists. Do you think AOC is going to give up any of her income? You have to give up your income. You can only have one house. You can have maybe one car. But you think she's going to give up her multiple uh, whatever she wants? She's not going to give up give up any of it, folks. She is going to have whatever want she has it will be fulfilled but you you'll be part of the peasant you're the 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 peasant who must live in shared misery that is socialism folks and we don't want it here and the only way right now folks i know there's some listeners out there and democrats out there going oh victor it's not going to happen here folks if you give biden control and you give the you give him the house and you give him the senate we're going to be in for a rough two years. And it, and the damage they can do to this country, uh, look what Obama did in two years. Um, not just eight, but what he did in his first two years really set up the rest of his ter- his, his presidency. We can't allow this to happen to Biden. Look, folks, Biden's not going to be there for one term. They're going to get Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris in there, and she's going to be worse. We cannot lose 
David Perdue, and we cannot lose Kelly Leffler. This whole show today has been about trying to energize you to get up and go vote. And again, let me speak to the Trump voter. I know you're angry, and I know the establishment Republicans screwed us, and I know the establishment Republicans are are trying to play footsies with the Democrat already. They want things back to normal. Um, I could go over what was in that ridiculous spending bill. The establishment Republicans love to spend money. The Democrats, we know, want to spend uh, money. Um, and the only person that was in their way was President Trump. And, and they got rid of him, or at least it looks like it. And I know as a Trump voter you're angry, but you are only going to punish yourself and other Trump voters. You're going to punish Trump. Trump's legacy is in the hands of Kelly Leffler and David Perdue. Because if, if they are not elected, if Warnock is elected and Ossoff is elected, then Biden was going to have all the power he needs to dismantle every bit of Trump's legacy. We as MAGA supporters, we as Trump supporters, and we who believe in the American citizen should and must come first, we have to vote. We have to put Kelly Leffler in, and, and we have to put David Perdue back in. Um, basically, what I'm telling you, the Trump voter out there, I'm telling you, it's we have to bail out the establishment. The establishment Republicans wanted rid of, to get rid of Trump, but they didn't want to lose the Senate. I don't think they thought they would, and now we're on the precipice of losing the Senate if we allow Warnock to get in, if we allow uh, Ossoff to get in. So... I'm begging you, and and David, Legendary Dave is begging you. We're begging you for three hours today to put your anger aside and put your country first and go vote for Kelly Leffler and David Perdue. We've got to put them back in the Senate so they can stop the Biden agenda. Um, You know, Legendary Dave mentioned over and over about the American flag. You you know how dear this flag is to my heart and how dear it is to David's heart. And, folks, if this flag is going to fly and if it's going to stand for liberty and if it's going to continue to stand for freedom, then we have to get behind this flag. You know, folks, David mentioned before, you better not put a flag on the ground in front of him and you better not burn a flag in front of him. And, David, you mentioned before that that you're of the senior years. I bet you that wouldn't stop you from stomping on somebody who burned the American flag in front of you. And and I feel the same way. And look, I, I on you guys know I'm a motorcycle enthusiast and I ride my motorcycle every chance I get. The mo- the jacket that I wear on my right arm is a patch of the American flag and under it it says try burning this one. And I've yet to have anyone come up to me and try and burn that flag. I think they know better. Um, but folks if you love this country, and I know many of you do, and if you're a Democrat out there who thinks you love this country, then you've got to vote for Kelly Leffler and David Perdue. I mean, um, you know, legendary Dave, I just don't know if I can put it any more simple than that. No, that's, that's about as simple as you can get with it. And uh, like I addressed earlier, the veterans that are listening, and I know... Um, Two very close veteran friends put the word out to all of their lists to listen to this show. And we've got to take care of our veterans. And the the only two that will do it is 
Kelly Leffler and David Perdue. The yeah. other two jackasses want to do mm-hmm. away with the military. Mm-hmm. And uh, like we point out, when somebody comes out and says that the you can't serve God and the military, mm-hmm. the U.S. military, then that boy doesn't know what he's talking about <laughs> and obviously doesn't. And, you know, he is, is, as far as I'm concerned, he's going to be dealt with in another life and dealt with harshly when he promotes taking babies and killing them. And, you know, I just, and then calls himself a reverend. Reverend of what? You know, all he cares about is how much money he can get in from Ebenezer. You know, so he can take that money and shove it. He, you know, Warnock, who calls himself a reverend, this guy, he doesn't stick his hand in his pocket to give to the many in need. He sticks his hand in your pocket. If you go to his church, his hand is in your pocket so that you can pull out enough to pay him his ridiculous salary that he gets from Ebenezer Church. And then he sticks his hand in there to get whatever's left so that he can use that to fund his campaign or whatever else his crazy ideology is. I love uh, his wife saying he's a great actor. A great actor. actor. And that's, you know, his wife probably knows him better than anyone else, folks. So it's not just me and Legendary Dave telling you the, the, the lack of character that Warnock has. His own wife was on TV to a news crew who I couldn't believe they didn't cut her off, who actually said to a local Atlanta station that, you know, I've tried to keep quiet. I've tried to protect my husband and my children, but my husband went over the line this time, and that's why she called the police when he ran over her foot, and that's why she stood there and said, you know, people, look, I know my husband, and he's a great actor. The All he cares about is his reputation and his quest for political power, and she and she said he's a great actor, meaning He's going to say and do whatever he thinks you want to hear and see so that you will vote for him. This guy is no friend to the American citizen. This guy, we've said this over and over for the past three hours. Warnock wants to defund the police. Warnock wants to defund the military. Folks, let me ask you this. If there is a building on fire, are you going to run inside? Are you going to run into that fire and pull out the innocent victims? Are you going to run into that fire and try and save that building by putting the fire out? No. The first responder, the firemen and firewomen are going to run into that. But you know what? If there's danger around, folks, because maybe there was gunfire or something that caused this fire, maybe there's a gunman on the loose. Are you going to run in first and secure the area so the firemen and women can get in there and save that building and save the innocents? Are you going to protect the first responder? I highly doubt it. If there, if your local mall gets a, a gunman, a mad gunman in there, and they're shooting that mall up, are you going to run in first? Amongst all the people running out trying to save themselves, are you going to run in to try and put an end to this maniac? Or is the police officer going to run in there and put his life at risk he's got a wife he's got a kid he's got a mother he's got a father but he's going to run in that building and put his life on the line how on earth can you vote for a man like warnock 
who wants to take away the funding of that police officer. He wants to take away the protection that police officer has. He wants to take away the immunity that police officer has. God forbid that police officer make a mistake while taking out a madman with a gun or, or, or any other weapon. And then that, and then somebody get to sue that officer for doing his job. That's what Warnock wants. And then you take it bigger than that. This country, communist China, is no friend of ours, ladies and gentlemen. North Korea, there's plenty of other countries that would do us harm. There are plenty of radical uh, Islamists that will do us harm. It's our military, our volunteered men and women of uniform who are going to throw themselves in front of the bullet, in front of the grenade, or on top of the grenade. They're going to do that for us here at home so we can continue to live in freedom and liberty. So that teacher can continue to teach English. You know, if that teacher teaches you how to read, you thank the teacher. They're teaching you how to read in English. You thank the military man and woman. You thank the veteran. That's why you're speaking English and learning English, ladies and gentlemen. And again, I'm not angry. I'm just right. And Warnock, if you put that guy in office... He wants to defund the military. He wants to take away the protections the military has. He wants to take away the protections the law enforcement and first responders have. Folks, all of this stuff runs downhill. And if you think for a minute that Warnock isn't going to have every gun to protect him, he's going to have law enforcement. He's going to have private security. He's going to have a wall around his house. Let me assure you of one thing. Mm -hmm. If Warnock and... Jackoff, Ossoff, uh, uh, Ossoff. Yeah. You will rue the day that they were elected, mm-hmm. and it will come sooner than you think. Oh. And the only choice is that you have to get out and vote. There's no, there, there's no second option at this mm-hmm. point. You yeah, have to. And as uh, Mister B will say, if <laughs> the Democrats get total control. Um, your your weapons are gone. Bye bye Second Amendment. They're and, they're, uh, they're coming after the Second Amendment. Non compliance. Non compliance <laughs> is what the word of the day is going to be. I think on the Roger B Show coming up at two o'clock. Uh, but uh, Legendary Dave is one hundred percent right. Um, look, folks, we don't mean to sound somber. Um, in fact, you know me. I like to be positive. I like to be happy, and I like to have a smile on my face. Well, on January fifth, when those polls close. And we get to 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock at night. I want to have a smile on my face because we sent David Perdue back to the Senate and we sent Kelly Loeffler back to the Senate. I want to have a smile on my face because I know the Second Amendment is going to be protected. And I know the First Amendment and the rest of them are going to be protected. Because if we allow Warnock and Ossoff to be elected, then... You're not punishing the Trump voter, folks. You're going to be punishing everyone in this country because the Schumer agenda, the Biden agenda, the AOC agenda, the Pelosi agenda, the hard radical left, the Bernie Sanders left, they are running the show. And if you give them full power, uh, make no mistake. And David is 100 percent right. Legendary Dave is telling you today, folks, for three hours that it won't take long for them to achieve what they want to achieve. This virus from China, yes, folks, from China, this virus has enabled the Democrats to accelerate their plan. 
to change this country. And if we give them Warnock and we give them Ossoff, then they're going to take this accelerated plan and put it on hyperdrive. So David is not using hyperbole. David is not exaggerating, folks. If we give them this power... They're going to run rickshot over us for two straight years, and they're going to do damage to this country that may not be able to be undone. And that is not a risk that I want to take. And I know that's not a risk that David wants to take, and I know that's not a risk that uh, locked and loaded Roger B. wants to take. Um, Folks, I I just can't make it any clearer. I I just can't. And Legendary Dave, I don't think he can be any more eloquent than he's been. Um, We we can't lose this race. Uh, I mean, David, uh, how how many more ways can we put it, David, (laughs) to let people – I mean, to get them to understand that with Warnock comes tyranny, with Ossoff comes tyranny, and – that tyranny isn't going to be part of their daily life. It's only going to be part of the peasants' daily life. And, folks, if you're not in Washington and you're not part of the swamp, then I got news for you. You're the peasants because socialism is for the people, not for the socialist. And the elitists that are up there in Washington, they're going to have their steak and their Whatever it is that ever else that they eat, you know, the $15 ice cream, little cans of ice cream that Pelosi has, um, you you can't have that, folks. You're not going to have that. But they will. They're going to have their steakhouses, but you may not. In fact... Uh, go ahead, David. You're going to have uh, what the bird left on the limb. <laughs> exactly. Government cheese. The, 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 that little government cheese yeah. that you're allowed to have. <laughs> Folks, let me put this in even, even more perspective. That bill, that atrocity that was just signed into law, that $900 billion so-called virus relief, the COVID relief bill, gives the non-citizen – $1,800 and gives the citizen a mere $600. Your Democrat Party is willing, and the establishment Republicans, Lindsey Graham, I'm talking to you, McConnell, I'm talking to you, they're willing to give the non citizen, the illegal alien, $1,800. And you, the American citizen, you, the American citizen who were forced into your homes, you, the American citizen who were forced to close your business, you, working class slub, you, who were forced to close your restaurant, you're going to get $600. Maybe, maybe you're going to get $600. But the non-citizen, the illegal alien, is getting $1,800. Folks, I'm not making that up. You can go look at the bill. Look at the $900 billion uh, legislation that was just passed that half of these morons in Washington didn't read. Go read it for yourself. Go look at the spending. Folks, there's money for Pakistan to study transgenderism. There's mo- You think they cut the money that, uh, that they're using to study if selfies make you happy? I'm not making that up. We are spending taxpayer dollars to let people take selfies and see if it makes them happy. That is in the money that we're spending. Not relief from this virus, not helping the small business, not helping the restaurant that's dying. Folks, There, let me tell you something about the restaurant industry in this country. 
the restaurant industry in this country is the middle class. The middle class that the Democrats try and lie to you and tell you they care about, they're killing the middle class, folks. But let me tell you why. The dirty little secret. You see, folks, you can't have socialism and a middle class. Can't have both of them. The only way to have socialism is to kill the middle class, and that's what the Democrats are doing. You've got these idiots in New York and these idiots in California and the idiots in Illinois and other liberal-run states that are shutting restaurants down. They've been shut down for nine months. Then they started letting them, just a few weeks ago, started letting them serve on the parking lots. Now they're shutting that down. They want these businesses closed because they want to kill the middle class. Because when you get rid of the middle class, you usher in the world of misery called socialism. If you get people – listen, folks, are you going to be able to live on $600 a month? Because do you think your universal income is going to be a hundred grand? No, folks. Your universal income is going to be $15 an hour. And then everything else you want has got to come from the government. Do you want to give the government that power? Do you want – ask yourself, folks. Ask yourself. Do you want to live in a world where you get $600 handout from the government and then everything else you want has got to come from the government? Bye-bye iPhone. You're not going to get new iPhones because innovation is going to stop because there's not going to be any incentive for for innovation. So, folks, I can't say any clearer than that. So on behalf of On Point with Victor and on behalf of David's Picks, we're glad that you're able to spend this three hours with us. And please listen for this show because it's going to be replayed uh, a few times, I am sure. And we want to drive this home. You've got to get out and vote for David Perdue. You've got to get out and vote for Kelly Leffler. Let me leave you with this. If you know someone who hasn't voted, please go beg them to vote on behalf of this country. Tell them to go vote on behalf of their children and their children's children and children's children's children. Somebody needs a ride. Get them a ride. Because, and yes, if you need to drive them, offer to drive them. Get them to the polls so they can vote for David Perdue and vote for Kelly Leffler. Because if they don't, there's going to be a generation that's going to come to this country and they're going to be saying, you know what, let me teach you what freedom used to be. Let me teach you what the U.S. used to be. Let's not get to that point, folks. Go vote for Kelly Leffler. Go vote for David Perdue. That's all we have, folks. So thank you so much for tuning in. Locked and Loaded is coming up next. Have a great week and a great new year. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.